Hi guys, welcome to today's edition of Startup Couches. On the couch today, I'm really excited to have Lulu. Lulu is the founder of Quiver Finance. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Absolutely. It's Quiver Finance. So you're correct. Quiver Finance. Yeah. Quiver Finance. So welcome to the couch, Lulu. Really nice to have you here. Thank you very much, Lutana. Thank you for having me. I'm happy yeah. to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. So um, on Startup Couches, what we do is we have amazing founders who are building great products on the couch where we kind of they kind of talk about um, their product journeys, you know, what has led them to building the product they have today in the market and just how far the journey has been for them, you know. Um, and so also just talking about the impact of these products on our communities so that other founders can also learn and people that are looking to get into building can, you know, see what is going on actually. So jumping right into it, what is Quiver Finance and how does it all work? Okay. Um, Quiver Finance is a, it's a cryptocurrency assets management platform where um, the focus is to manage crypto assets, mostly on chain. So what we, have, what we, what we have is a non-custodial um, wallet that enables you um, connect to both centralized and um, decentralized um, finance platforms for um, whatever transactions um, you want to you want to carry out. So, a major focus of Quiver Finance is um, is, um, is 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 lending, and um, mostly consumer lending. That is the that is the key. Hello, hello, Lulu. Can you hear me? Hello. Um, I can't hear you. I think you have left the tab. Yes, I can hear you now. You can continue. Okay. Yeah. Um, sorry about that. So, um, I think um, wh- where did I stop? Where did you stop hearing me from? So I can just yeah. So you were talking about the focus being credit, because yeah. office in credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that is basically the focus of um, Quiver Finance, consumer um, lending. Basically, um, it's it stems from personal experience. Um, I myself used to invest a lot in in um, cryptocurrencies and um, and stocks mostly, and um, I found out that every time I need um, to 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 spend some money, I have to liquidate my my assets and then yeah. bring it on to the um, centralized platforms and then you know get my money out and spend and i found out that that leaves me um at a loss because it means that anytime if i had say hundred dollars in bitcoin and i liquidated my bitcoin at say 40 the price is forty thousand dollars when i liquidated my bitcoin if there is a price action that drives the price of bitcoin upwards i do not have the opportunity to take advantage of that um increments in, in in price so yeah. it means that I'm, I'm losing a lot what i've found mm-hmm. out that i am not the only person that experiences this i believe this is a major problem especially in the global south where there's a lot of um of um, in, um pressures mm-hmm. on our disposable income a lot of yeah. people want to invest in cryptocurrencies and um stocks and whatever um um assets they can get their hands on that has the potential of of um, of giving them great returns but what yep. you find out as is that when you invest in this um in this um, in this assets 
a lot of people cannot leave the assets for a long time to actually mature yeah to the mature so what 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 you find out that is a lot of people liquidate their assets before it even matures and it's it's it defeats the purpose the bad experience when it comes to investments and savings and all that so the the idea is to force a culture change by giving people the opportunity to um use their assets as collateral to actually access loans on on the platform so that is the major um the major driving force behind Quiver Finance. So obviously, there is a lot of um, of um, um, things that can be added on to that um, to that value chain in terms of things like um, um, payments, things like um, um, dollar cost average savings, and other yeah. um, suits of um, of um, features that we are actually rolling out as well. So although the focus is lending. But um, we are also going to be running at a, a bunch of other features as well. But we are going to come out with the lending first because that is what we really believe is what is going to drive adoption when it comes to cryptocurrencies in Nigeria and um, Africa at large. Okay, that is really interesting. So if I hear you correctly, um, Quiver Finance today is focused on helping people um, be able to kind of borrow, borrow quick credit on their assets. So like if I had ethereum or bitcoin you know i don't need to liquidate it i could just borrow using the axe collateral and then you know um pay a little bit of interest when i pay back and i get my 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 my, my bitcoin back basically i don't have to liquidate exactly exactly you, you don't have to liquidate you just you just get a loan and and the interest rates are actually very very um, friendly way friendlier than what you get from from traditional um, lending um, um, platforms like you have out there, so you'd you'll be seeing interest rates of between zero to maximum of say ten percent at the highest, which is it depends on how much um, how volatile the cryptocurrency you actually you actually um, using as your collateral is. So if you are using a very volatile um, cryptocurrency, say something like um, something Bitcoin. like Dogecoin, I think Dogecoin is even more volatile, or something like Shiba or whatever. If it's too yeah. volatile, the interest rate might be higher. But if you're using something like a stable coin like USDT, you'll find out that the interest rate will be very low because there isn't a lot of risk involved when you're when you're dealing with something like USDT. So yeah, yeah that's that's the basic idea. So but at the end of the day, also the interest rate is also tiered based on how much of your collateral you are going to be you are going to be, you are going to be borrowing so if you're taking say 20 percent of your collateral you might be having to you might have to pay below five percent interest and there isn't um there isn't um we, we have a very um um we have up to about six months for you to repay that loan and there are no charges if you if you if you don't pay um at the expiry date there are no charges you just have to pay or we just liquidate your assets your assets so there, there there are no there are no charges for for defaulting on when you're supposed to pay so there, there are a lot of benefits you can get from from um from lending with your crypto assets that you can't find anywhere basically yeah 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 i agree with that um and i think this is actually really really innovative way to kind of um, get into the DeFi space because a lot of times especially um, personally I think that um, crypto adoption really depends on use cases that could be built on top of it right De so definitely um, this 
is this is a really 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 strong use case um being able to borrow um using your crypto assets as collateral i think that's really really amazing i'd like to know um how how you cal- how, how you calculate um how much i can borrow so can i borrow above my holding can i borrow like is there a limit you know how does quiver you know see things like that how do you assess things like that okay so um um as, as at now we are looking at an over collateralized loan so what that means is that the collateral you're dropping is going to be a bit high because um we're just starting out so we do not have a lot of um of um of assets that we can we can borrow out now for now so we are looking at lending out up to 50 percent of your collateral so if you have um hundred dollars you can borrow up to 50 dollars out of it can you hear me yes yes i can hear you yeah so you can take up to 50 percent out of it and um once um you 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 are you are up to you've taken up to 50 percent you 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 get what we call a margin call where um you'll be asked to recollateralize the loan if your 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 the value of your loan um, the value of your loan outweighs um the the margin that we've set for hello hello Lulu. can you hear me my my phone just um locked because i'm using my Sorry about okay. that so um so like i was saying the value of the of the collateral, sorry, the value of the loan you can take will be highly dependent on the value of the collateral that you drop. So if you if you if you drop a collateral like say USDT now that is not very volatile, we might let you take up to seventy percent of your USDT as a loan. So once yeah. you exceed seventy percent of that USDT, you will get the notification that you need to recollateralize your loan to yeah. raise it above the margin again. So the same goes for whatever um, coin you want to use as your collateral. If it's Bitcoin, for Bitcoin, we are doing up to 50% of Bitcoin. Okay, and, um, me... So when, once you exceed 50%, you would have to recollateralize the loan again. So that's that's basically how it would work. All right. All right. I think that's really interesting. And so um, my next question would be, how do, you, how do you do customer segmentation? Who would you say in Nigeria today? Um, who would you call your target? Okay, that's that's a very good question. Um, um, I would say one of the our major our our major goal is to actually reach the informal sector because we find out that most um, most lending platforms out there cater to the formal sector, and what this uh, and what um, cryptocurrencies um, decentralized finance basically allows us to do is that it allows us to skip. A lot of red tape when it comes to lending if you're going to take a loan from a bank now for instance you probably need to have a salary account and yep. then you probably need to have a a history of um deposits in that bank which yep. they must verify before they can give you say something like a payday loan or whatever but yep. with cryptocurrencies you don't really need to have that all you need is your collateral and of course a lot of people in the in the in the informal sector are actually left out from 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 taking loans someone like a a say like a mechanic someone like a like a like someone who owns a grocery store yeah get a loan because they would not have the statutory documents that they need to be able to assess loans from 
traditional financial institutions. So that's why we are actually trying to focus on the informal sector. We believe that there's a lot, there's a huge lending gap there, up to about $73 billion. I, I'm not very, don't quote me on that figure, but I know it's a very, very high figure because um, even the, if you look at the GDP of the country, informal sector contributes about 60% of, of our GDP. And um, yeah. if the informal sector is contribu- contributing 60% of our GDP, but are being left out of, of the lending pool, what's, what's, what's really happening? That's, that's quite unfair. And I believe that they also have um, loan needs as well. So we believe that that's our target market. And cryptocurrencies, um, this is what the blockchain actually allows us to achieve. Because um, we don't need to have a lot, we don't need to jump, jump, have people jump through a lot of um, red tape to just um, to take loans. So that's our major target for now. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, there's, there's a school of thoughts that says that um, crypto and crypto adoption is still... Um, it, it's still technology for the formal sector because um, it will require you having a smartphone, you require you having internet, you require you having a certain knowledge level to be able to have a wallet, download, have keys, be able to like buy assets, things like that, right? So what do you think and how are you kind of trying to bridge that gap since in, in the long run, you are looking to actually focus on the informal market? Yeah, so that's a very um good question so what we are doing right now is um we are trying to use natural language and also use um simplified um basically just to simplify the language around cryptocurrencies so we are replacing certain words for instance one of the things that we've done actually is to two things that we've done is one is to kill um the idea of passwords that is from from talking to a lot of people a lot of people have a lot of passwords that they have to remember. So first of all, we are removing passwords. There will be no passwords to, to access the platform. We are using alternatives such as um, using magic links to access the platform. So that removes one layer of complexity from, from using the platform. Next thing okay. we are also doing, since we are going approach, we are also looking at a way of um, places for, for our wallets. So with that, we, we are certain that um, most people who are not crypto savvy or tech savvy will not lose their assets. So that's, those are some of the things that we are doing. Also, the general copy in terms of um, the copywriting on the, on, the, on the application is, is made to be very familiar with um, informal people. So you don't need to be a crypto heavy person, someone who is really deep into crypto to use the platform. Also, we are also um, building on um, on um on on an ethereum scaling platform that allows us to reduce transaction costs for, for people because we know that um for instance <laughs> transaction yes. cost on ethereum for instance cost um I, I think i put out a tweet that transaction cost on ethereum cost above the minimum wage in in nigeria for instance i mean you have to pay for some transactions on ethereum you have to pay as high as hundred dollars 150 dollars and all that I mean, if I have to yeah. pay that for a transaction, that's that's more than a lot of people's minimum wage, you know. So we believe that those yeah. are some of the um, deterrents to to adoption. And um, also, like I said, we are also trying to make the language also familiar for 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 at least the educated people to to be able to grasp the the, the concept. So for now, that's that's how much we we've, we've done on the platform. 
yeah yeah that makes sense i like i like i like the thought process around like simplifying things um so i like the no password approach but magic links i like the education approach with like the copy the communication the um inclusive language also um i think that's actually really really important um so this is a new year right and, and so i i like to know what's what's what what the last year has been like for fever what would you say is like the one major challenge you faced you faced last year you know and one major thing you're looking forward to this year okay so yeah um one major challenge we faced last year was um was actually getting um talents on board the team to to work with us it was um it was a bit challenging because um it's um it meant that we had to spend a lot of money which <laughs> which we did not have to um get people on board to work with us but um we were able to scale that challenge and um we are we are far into development right now um for this year what we are looking at is actually to be able to launch our wallets by Q2 or Q2 of this year so that okay. um we can start um getting user feedback and um getting people interested in 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 what we are doing So that's that's where we are right now. Um we are looking at scaling our growth before the end of the year to at least 10,000 um, customers. And also we've also started um pushing our content on on some of our um, community platforms. One of the major things we want to do in the first quarter of this year if any um um large extent right end of Q is 5,000 people on across all our community what's the biggest lesson you've learned so far you know building out this product um you would like to share with other founders hmm hmm i think um the biggest lesson i've learned is um just start just start don't um don't don't overthink the the size of the problem think about um the joy and the fulfillment the impact you will get from 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 building the solution i think that's mm. that's one thing that drove me um when i was starting um personally i've not worked in um in a startup before i've i've worked in my career has been in tech consulting i've worked in mostly cyber security and um but when i was about to start i actually had the idea for quiver last year sometimes around um march last year and um i quit my job because i felt like if i didn't quit my job i wouldn't be able to focus on it i quit my job like july of last year just to focus on quiver i was scared i was afraid but i just decided i was going to start because if i didn't start i probably would never do it i'm not um i don't think i'm the only one that has a solution to the problem but i believe that um i have a lot to give what would be better if i contribute just my little quota so that's why i decided to start so that's my advice when to everyone else 
start. Mm. Don't even think about how much skill you have or how much money you have. Just start. Mm. That's actually really, really, um, really, really inspiring. You know, I think I think that's also great advice. Just start, especially if you have a passion, you found a problem to solve, and you kind of have an idea of a solution. Just you know, start. Go out there, whatever it takes for you to start. If it takes you know doing research, you know. Start. Def- definitely. Um, find people. Um, if, 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 hello. Yeah, yeah. I'm still here. Go. Hello. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. So, just to add a little thing, one thing that I, um, I have. I used to be the kind of person that if I notice a problem, I'm always like, "Wow, why can't somebody build something like this to solve?" Why can't somebody build X to solve Y? Why can't somebody build A to solve B? Yeah. One day I just said to myself. Hello. Hello, Lulu, are you here? Hello. Hello, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Yeah, sorry about that. So, like I said, I've I've always been the kind of person that would be like, why can't somebody build A to solve B and that kind of thing? But I just decided that I would stop being that kind of person if there's a solution, I'll just go into it and try to solve it. And obviously you'd you stumble a lot of times with that kind of mindset, but after time you you create something or you will learn during that process so that's yeah. basically it yeah yeah i think that's great advice and on that note i'd like to say thank you so so much lulu for coming on the couch today i think this has been a very very interesting conversation and for everyone listening make sure to check out Quiver finance um before the end of quarter two they'll be releasing their products that you're going to be able to you know borrow money using your bitcoin your stablecoin your s usdt your usdt or whatever crypto you actually have as collateral right so make sure to check them out and you know make sure to um subscribe make sure to share this episode with your friends you already know that um every single week we bring you amazing episodes from great founders like lulu so make sure to stay tuned and until next time see ya